You're listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. I'm Mike Nikolic, DJ at Chirp Radio, and this is a Chirp Artist interview with saxophonist and Chicago resident Mars Williams. Mars is leader of the Grammy-nominated Liquid Soul, and his distinctive saxophone sound can be heard from artists ranging from NRG Ensemble to the Psychedelic Furs, the Waitresses, Power Station, and Ministry. Mars, you started out as a clarinetist. What made you decide you wanted to play the saxophone professionally? You're right. I did start off a clarinet played clarinet, mostly uh, classical clarinet, up through high school. And the summer of graduation of high school, I decided to pick up the saxophone. You know, being a clarinetist coming out of school at that age, too, you want to do something a little hipper and get a little attention from the ladies. You know, clarinet clarinet wasn't going to do that, really. I switched to saxophone and actually had my first band right when I picked up the sax. And uh the band was killing. It was actually, it was similar in a way to Liquid Soul that it was, um, we played funk and we, we played a lot of, you know, top 40 stuff, but we were playing like Chicago stuff, you know, of that period. This was, we're talking 1973. And some of the guys in the group were actually from Earth, Wind & Fire. So I started off with some great musicians in my life. So anyway, from there... You know, played around Chicago and all that the top 40 circuit or the club circuit at that time, which we used to have to play like, you know, four or five sets a night, uh, five nights a week. So I got a lot of experience playing. But at the same time, I was uh, very influenced by what was going on in the south side of Chicago with the AACM, the Association for the Advancement of Creative Musicians. This was a whole new movement of music with dealing with a lot of uh, free improvisation, structured improvisations, sound, uh, manipulation of sound. And it just, I just uh, felt that music. So I started going down there, listening to concerts, talking with musicians like Anthony Braxton, Roscoe Mitchell, did some studying with Roscoe. So basically I, my musical tastes were varied and, um, from there, quickly, I went to New York, went to the Creative Music Studio and studied some uh, stuff with Don Cherry, uh, Anthony Braxton, um, Leroy Jenkins, uh, just many, many, many musicians. Then from there, I came back to Chicago and met Hal Russell, uh, played at the NRG Ensemble, which at the time we were just calling it something different almost every concert. So Mars, you're pursuing a career as an avant-garde jazz saxophonist, yet suddenly you wind up in a punk new wave band called The Waitresses. How did that happen? One day I got a call from uh, Michael Mantler from Carla Blaze Band, and they lived up in Woodstock, and he said, you know, we need a tenor player. Um, our tenor player just left. Are you interested in joining the Carla Blaze group? And I'm like, hell yeah. 15 minutes after I got off the phone, I get a call from Chris Butler, who was from Akron, Ohio, um, who was starting this band or had this band, The Waitresses. 
And he said, oh, I've got this band starting the waitresses. I got Patty Donahue from Cleveland. We just moved here and we got a record deal with uh, Polygram. And he says, do you want to join this group or you want to be the sax player? And I'm like, well, yes, but I just got a call from Michael Matler about Carla Blay. So I said, if that doesn't happen with Carla Blay, yes, I would like to do the waitresses. So then Michael Mantler got back and said that they decided they're going to use the guy they've used before that used to sub for this other guy, but they weren't sure he was available when they called me, but he is available. So they're going to stick with him. If I would have gone to, to Carla Blaze thing, my career probably would have moved mostly towards the jazz scene uh, with a focus of that. By getting into the waitresses, it all of a sudden opened up all these other doors for me with this, the new wave scene and the punk scene and the stuff that was going on in New York at that time. How did you go from the waitresses to a long-term relationship with the psychedelic first? When I was in the waitresses, we had, we were doing, we had just finished, I think the last waitresses record and things were getting, uh, the band was, was kind of probably on its outs just for some business reasons and stuff with, with Patty and whatever. During the time and the waitresses were still playing, I had met, I went to one of the shows in New York at the Ritz. And I saw them and my friend was Gary Window was actually playing with the Psychedelic Furs at that time, sax player. So I went down and, um, and met them and they're like, oh yeah, the waitresses, blah, blah, blah. And we're talking. And, and the next day I get a call that says, uh, Gary can't do the tour. We're, we're going to Australia and New Zealand. Gary can't do the tour because of some visa problems. Would you like to do the tour? And I was like, yeah. She's a Liquid Soul just released Lost Soul, Volume 1. A collection of tracks recorded in the 1990s and early 2000s at places like the Elbow Room and Double Door. Mars, what inspired you to release these recordings? I, I recorded uh, probably 75, 80% of the shows through the years. And, and we played, we started at the Elbow Room in 93, I think it was. And, I, and we play every Sunday. And then moved to the Double Door and played every Sunday after that. Uh, for, oh, I don't even know, from 93 to 2002 or 2003, I think it was. It's I, I can't really remember. I recorded these tapes mostly so that after a show, Liquid Soul, we, we would always, part of our MO is playing freestyles during a show. So even though we have some written or some some songs, per se, we would still do freestyle jams at least twice within a, a night. But I would record these so that I could go back and listen to some of the stuff and see where the development of the music is going. During COVID, 
uh, since all of my tours got canceled, I had this time on my hands and uh, started digging through these tapes again. And there's still a lot of stuff to go through. But I picked out some and I was mainly looking for some freestyles and music that we never released. about this series that you've been doing with the Eiler Christmas albums. I like the one you did last year, particularly your heavenly bashing of the bells. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of my big influences on saxophone and his music was a sax player named Albert Eiler. And John Coltrane was influenced by him when, he, when John Coltrane's music started going more into the free areas. I mean, he was a free jazz player and this big sound and just screaming saxophone. But his themes that he would write, he was very influenced by gospel music, Scandinavian folk songs, marches. His his music was so soulful and these beautiful hymns. He was very into hymns. And, and when I listened to these themes, and you know, the music, it would go from, he'd be playing a theme and all of a sudden it would just, it'd behind the theme, it's just this free rumbling and then it would just go free and break into these things and then go back into these themes. So when I was listening to this stuff one day, I was playing along with the record. And also I started like, I thought I heard a Christmas tune in a solo, you know, like three notes of one. And I was like, His music really has a lot of tonalities of, of a lot of traditional Christmas songs. And I started playing these songs over his music. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. I have a group called Witches and Devils, which was an Albert Eiler tribute group. So with that group, I came in with this idea around Christmas time. I said, you know, we should do, uh, I want to do a mashup of Eiler tunes and Christmas songs. And of course, everybody thought I was crazy. But we started doing that maybe 11, 12 years ago live. And it turned into a thing, like a tradition here in Chicago. The next year, what I decided to do was to t- tour, but because of the, I wanted to use different musicians in, in each city. So I'd go to different cities in the United States. I'd go to a lot of cities in Europe. So I did a, a show like in Germany, I'd get a German group. I'd go to Spain, use these guys in Barcelona and Portugal, Amsterdam, all, all the like top improvisers in each of these cities. And I'd send the music out and then we'd perform the Eiler Christmas. Mars Williams and Liquid Souls music is available on Bandcamp. For Chirp Radio, I'm Mike Nikolich. Thanks for listening. This has been an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.